I think it's uh, great when we see evidence of the values which we hold dear in Grace Fellowship, that we are a community that reaches out in love. You've seen and you've heard the passion from Mervyn Elizabeth, from, from Julie and by proxy Mark, uh, about how, how committed they are to reaching out in love. I believe that's the Spirit of God working in them. And uh, this series that we've been doing is this called Living the Spirit-Filled Life. Now, some of you may have been here for all of the series, some for, for, for none of it. And if that's the case, I'm sorry, but you're going to get a real whistle-stop tour uh, of what we've been doing. purpose of this, I suppose, is just to... To, to listen and see if there's anything that really uh, sits with you, that challenges you, that, that reinforces something that God has been saying to you. Because the series is about um, what the Bible has to say, specifically about spiritual gifts. We want to be full of the Holy Spirit, to be anointed by the Holy Spirit, uh, to, to, to know the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. But so often we don't teach on the outworking of the gifts of the Spirit. And that's what we've been trying to do in this series. Because we as a church want to be empowered, don't we? With what scripture has to say on the spiritual gifts. We want to be equipped. We want to avoid misunderstanding and error. And yet at the same time, we want all that God has for us, don't we? So today, a brief summary. Uh, I encourage you to listen to the podcasts. If we go to the next slide, please, uh, Connor. The first week, uh, um, Stu spoke to us about what does it look like, like to live a spirit-filled life. Uh, really hard to do this justice in a minute or two. But he, he took us to Jesus. What a great place to take us. He talked about the fact that in Jesus, the gifts of the Spirit... Uh, were in evidence, but also in Jesus at his baptism, the Holy Spirit, we're told, uh, was poured out before his ministry began. So if it happened to Jesus, it being the, this action of the Holy Spirit in evidence being poured out to equip him for his ministry, so much more do we need the Holy Spirit. Each of us have been gifted with uh, Stu reminded us at least one gift, spiritual gift. Do you know what gift that you have? Do you know which one it is? And so he, he pointed us to John 14 verse 12. Whoever believes in me, Jesus said, will do the works I have been doing. They'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Because Jesus has left us on earth. His work goes on. And he said, you're going to do these works, but actually you're going to do even greater works. So to me, as I understand that, something of, of, of what Jesus has been doing, but greater than this, more people coming into the kingdom of God because he has gone to the Father, but because he has left us with his Holy Spirit. And you will receive power, he said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And so, uh, next one, please. He said, uh, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, as 1 Corinthians 14 says. How? He said, don't settle for service, surface level experience. Do desire the giver and do build space in your life. Is that something we need to hear this morning? If we want to eagerly desire what God has for us, the tools he has for us to build up the church, to reach out in love. And so the next week we went on to uh, the gifts of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And Phil Emerson, if you remember, talked about this picture of the uh, space shuttle Columbia seeing the Sahara Desert uh, and, and, and being able to identify 26 lakes deep under the surface. 
ironic that the, the, the place that is so dry uh, has got the resources there. And he suggested that there are spiritual resources that lie untapped in the church. I really believe that. Uh, in our, and in our individual lives, simply because we haven't drilled down deep enough. Is it possible for us as Christians to settle for something far less than what God intended? It's fantastic that we live in a life that's full of freedom. But God has given us a spirit for more. And so he quoted Romans 12. Next slide. Thank you. Um, he quoted in that that it, it starts with a life of surrender. Uh, and that's really critical. Um, it starts with less of me and more of you, Lord. Uh, and he talked about when the fact that when we receive the gifts that God give, gi- gives to us, they are given to be given. They are given to be used. And so he went on to talk about the gifts of the Father, the gifts of the Son, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those charisma gifts which are placed on you, and then the gifts that you, you have an opportunity to receive or to refuse. And he talked about the gifts of the Son being the gifts of the Apostle, Prophet, Evangelist, Shepherd, and Teacher. The, 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 there's a need for us as a church to identify those, those, those gifts within the church to release those gifts. And then he finished off with this, uh, with this shape thing that he kind of claimed for his own, but he originally had said he'd read it in a book, so I don't know. You take what you want from that. Um, hope this doesn't go out to, to fill on. Uh, on, on. Uh, and he said this, you will be most effective and fulfilled in ministry when you use your spiritual gifts in the area of your heart's desire according to your abilities in a way that expresses your personality in all your life experiences. Bottom line is God has got something for you. He wants to equip you with the power to do that through the Holy Spirit. And he said, I implore you, those were his words, to seek the filling and empowering of the Holy Spirit. Don't seek after the experience. Seek relationship with God. And so in the third week then we looked at, next slide, uh, the foundation for the spirit-filled life. And we looked at the church in Corinth that was a bit messed up. It had division, it had immorality, it had people who were very legalistic in it. There were other people who were taking people to court. Uh, There was serious arrogance leading to a blindness. They thought they were brilliant, but there were a lot of problems. That was quite dramatic, wasn't it? Um, And in the midst of all this stuff going on, there was evidence of spiritual gifts. There was evidence of prophecy. There was evidence of tongues. And in that church, to the outsider, Paul saw that they would have seen chaos, the outsider. This is a bunch of nutjobs. What are they doing? But what did Paul say? He said, now about, I'll read it from here. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. He went on to say, I want you to eagerly desire spiritual gifts because his answer to misuse was not disuse, it was proper use. And so we looked at the, next slide then, we looked at the, 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 the fact that spiritual gifts without love amount to nothing, but with love there is power. There's authority. There's releasing. This love, this agape love, this love characterized by God's love, rooted in God, expecting nothing in return. And so Paul, uh, Paul said, um, thank you. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And so the, 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 the next week that we went on to was the biblical case 
for the spirit-filled life. And Freddie helped us look at that. We out, he outlined an, ex, uh, an examination of what the scriptures say on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, how people were anointed for particular tasks. And then in the New Testament, especially from Pentecost onwards. And he said this, that Jesus uh, uh, said, uh, said this in Luke eleven thirteen, a very familiar passage. If you who are evil know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Those who ask him. He's going to give us the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And that's why Paul in Ephesians 1 says, I keep asking God that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he goes on, that you may know a number of things, but his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. He said that Billy Graham said this, everywhere I go, I find God's people lacking something. They're hungry for something. Their Christian experience is not all they experienced. And they often have a recurring defeat in their lives. Christians today are hungry for spiritual fulfillment. The most desperate need of the nation is that men and women who profess Jesus need to be filled with the Spirit. And so he said, there must be more than this, to quote a famous songwriter. Why don't we ask for more? Freddie asked. He said, maybe it's lack of teaching, maybe it's lack of expectation, maybe it's unbelief. And I would add, maybe it's fear. Maybe it's fear of past experience, of having been scarred by improper use, by misuse, by abuse, by counterfeit in the past. But there is more than this. And if we remember what Paul said to the, to the, to the church in Corinth, he didn't say, don't therefore close down. He said, Eagerly desire spiritual gifts and pursue the way of love. And so last week uh, we had um, Paul Reed who came and shared with us the sort of Pentecost and personal testimony. That's the best thing I could come up with. Um, and he, he talked about his his experience in his own life where he learned the fundamentals of faith often packaged with the fact that Jesus is the Son of God is what he heard. He came from heaven. And uh, what else? He was born in a stable. He lived a sinless life. All of this true. He died on the cross and was buried and rose again. And that was packaged for him with, and the gifts of the Spirit are not for today. That's what he said. That was his understanding from his uh, young teaching. And so he quoted the verse from John 7, where Jesus said, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. And so Pentecost, he said, heralded this age of the spirit foretold by Jonah. All believers have the Holy Spirit deposited within them. He assured us of that and that's absolutely true and absolutely scriptural. But there is this empowering, this outpouring of the spirit that Acts records uh, and, and other places too where there's a sudden in the event in the fact that something happens there was something supernatural and it came after conversion and so last slide so what you know you know do, do we really believe that when we seek God's word um, that that, he, that 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 he's got something for that it's living and if that's the case do we want to just grow intellectually or or, or do we want to obey what he's saying to us so what a, a few points that I seem to see. There are themes that are coming through what each of the different people, as they have honestly sought uh, God's word, inspired by his spirit. There is more than this. 
The most desperate need of the nation, Billy Graham said, is that men and women who profess Jesus need to be filled with more of the Spirit. Jesus promised how much more, remember, our Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Paul wanted the Ephesians to know through his Spirit his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. There is more than this, and it's not like some level we attain that's just round the corner that, oh, we've got that, we've now, we've ticked that box like some sort of karate belt or something. God is calling us always to deeper intimacy, I believe, to greater power. And we mustn't settle for surface level experience. We can, we can, and he'd still achieve his purposes, but I don't want to settle for that. I want to settle for all that God has for me. And so there is something more than this. There's got to be more than this. And the next one there, please. The spirit-filled life starts with surrender. We need to, I need to, I know this. I need to create space more in my life. I need to declutter my life so that I can allow the Holy Spirit to work in me. I need to move out of the way. I have this, I have this thing in my car. It's like a, it's, it's a, a cruise control. Uh, but it's, 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 I only discovered it after I'd bought the car. It's got a wee radar in the front of it. And, and I can set the cruise control at 70 on the motorway. And, um, and as I'm in the outside lane, if somebody pulls out, my car automatically slows down. It doesn't keep going into the bag. It slows down. And I was honestly, I was driving back from Bush Mills, had it set at 70 on the motorway uh, yesterday. And I was thinking about this. And just as I was thinking about there's a car was in my way. And he was out in the outside lane. He was going about 60. And my car was set at 70. I was sitting behind that car. And I was just thinking about this whole thing about life starts with, with surrender. The car moved in. And suddenly the power of that Volkswagen 1.7 turbo diesel just moved in. And I just, the car just went up through no, no effort on my part. Just as soon as that car moved out of the way and I thought, that's me. I sometimes stand in the way of God and I just need to move out of the way and let him, let him move in my life. Let him, let him, let him be all he's promised to be. And I believe we need that more and more always in our lives and as a fellowship. And this week, interestingly, in Adventures You're Encountering God, we plug on Wednesday night, we're going to be looking at the attitude of humility and submission. The Holy Spirit life starts with life of surrender. And finally, what did I say there? A call, there is a call I absolutely believe to desire, to discover, and to release gifts. What's holding me back? What's holding us back? There's, could it be fear? Because there are spiritual uh, scriptural guidelines given uh, that list the spiritual gifts, the instructions for practice, and a call to eagerly desire those gifts. And of course, we start with being filled with the Holy Spirit, having the fruit of the Spirit in our life, having filled with love, this agape love. And without that love, we have nothing. But with that love combined with the fruit of the Spirit or with the gifts of the Spirit, there's something powerful. God has given us the tools for the building of the church. And with this, I'm finishing. I was just thinking of our values. We depend on God. That is our source. We want to grow to know him more. We want more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as he fills us with his spirit, we are a community of grace. We see the evidence of the fruit of the spirit in our lives. But when we combine that love, when we combine that fruit of the spirit with Reaching out in love, he equips us. He equips us with what we need, with the evangelism, with the, with, the, with the 
gifts of healing, with the gifts of prophecy, with all sorts of things to reach out to our community. And we can be a community that's committed to each other to use the gifts in full so that the church of Christ will be built up. That's the church I want to be part of. And I know there's a sense of expectation amongst many. And I want to put those of you who are uh, like me, fearful of, of, of misuse. I want to put your minds to rest. We want to be We want to be authentically God followers and we want to move out of the way and let him have his way with us, don't we? Andy.